0: Hello, and welcome to episode 2 of Picto Chat, hosted by me, Ling. It is currently November 10th at 1.51pm. I've redone this intro twice already, and I'm just tired of it. So let's get into it. Um, I am no longer recording in my basement, so you will not hear, hopefully, white noise, the sound of my heater. I hope this is a little bit better. I'm still working out how to... F- work on GarageBand, that's embarrassing. So I am still recording on QuickTime Player audio recording, but it worked out last time. I got some compliments on the crispy audio. I'm not mad about it. So if you can read again, the title of this episode is Q&A and Confidence, in parentheses, How to Fake It. And I was really kind of deliberating on what I wanted to make this episode about. I really had no idea because I have so many topics that I want to talk about, but last time I kind of came in hot, just exposing all of my male issues, (laughs) dating issues, and there's still more of that I want to talk about, but that was the spicy first episode, and this one's going to be a bit more laid back, calmer, hopefully, but probably not, um, so I put a little poll thing on my Instagram story, asking me for questions about me, kind of, not really, because I don't really like speaking about myself in that way, um, and asking me for advice, and again, a lot of you, asked me for advice on dating as if you didn't watch the last episode and know that I don't date I don't do long-term dating or I don't have experience in that but you still want to get my insight and I think that's sweet and then later on maybe we'll get a bit more serious confidence is something I was going to make confidence its own separate episode but I didn't think it was long enough to just discuss in depth um in parentheses again how to fake it because the number one compliment that I receive is, you're so confident. People along the lines of, oh, I wish I could do that, wear that. Um, and I wasn't always a confident person. No, no, I mean, I don't know, some people are, but I wasn't, it was a, definitely growth and took a lot to get where I am now. And I wouldn't change it at all. I, I am at like peak confidence of myself, security in myself, appearance, whatnot. So we'll get into that, but let's start with the questions. So, the first question I got was from Mick, top 10 favorite movies, and I'm not going to disclose who sent in every question, I just, I name dropped him because this isn't like a juicy dating question, which I have several, we, we will get into those, but starting off slow, top 10 favorite movies, and fun fact, um, I don't know why I was about to say none of you know this, but it's true, none of you know this, so last year when I was applying to colleges, I actually applied to a film school in St. Louis, it was my dream school. All of junior year, like senior year, I wanted to attend this school. I got in with a decent scholarship to this film school. It's an art school in St. Louis. Um, but then it just didn't work out in the long run, realistically. Um, I really didn't want to live in St. Louis, first off. And again, I just got into better programs at, diff- at my other college, Um but like film school amazing. I kind of still want a minor in something. So, I like movies. I like watching movies, kind of dissecting them, reading about them is my favorite part. Like like at the end of the movie I'm googling stuff. Like I'm like on reading reviews. Let's get into it. Okay. In no specific order. I have 10 movies and then an honorable mention, but let's get into it. My first one, also no specific order. I already just said that. I'm nervous. <laughs> Don't judge me based on these movies. So, first one i have on here is ladybird by greta gerwig it's an a24 movie um and i just it's probably when someone asks what my favorite movie is this is what i say because it's like intricate relationships with mother daughter and every every relationship in that movie is so intricate and real feeling it's scary realistic um okay number two little women also by greta gerwig can you tell who my favorite director is Um, again, it's with the Saoirse Ronan, Timothy Chalamet combo, modern day, um, Leo and Kate. So that's, that's basically anything with Saoirse Ronan in, I eat it up. Okay. (laughs) Third one, you could maybe guess based on the last two, probably not. Okay. Hereditary by Ari Aster is a recent watch actually. And I'm obsessed with this movie. I rewatched it like two days later after the first time I watched it. Insane, like Ari Aster also did Midsummer, honorable mention, amazing direction, insanely scary, um, just a really good movie. Like Hereditary, had me on like the edge of my seat the whole time. The ending, not expecting that. Hereditary, if you like scary movies, like psychological thrillers too, but also horror, watch Hereditary. Okay. I have Moonrise Kingdom by Wes Anderson. This isn't about the movie, but if anyone wants to be them for Halloween, please hit me up. I wanna be Susie so bad. Um, Moonrise Kingdom. I'm attracted to the color in this movie. The that's so annoying, but the aesthetic direction in this movie, I'm obsessed. Um Okay, this is not a movie. I don't know why I put this, but basically any Edgar Wright movie, I'm pretty into. His writing and direction is insane. He did Baby Driver, which we don't talk about Baby Driver, but also like um, Scott Pilgrim, you know what I mean? His, his writing is amazing. Um, okay, next movie, we have Lovely Bones by Peter Jackson. This is also kind of a scary movie. Again, a psychological thriller, and what makes this movie scary is how scary realistic it is. It's frightening. Also, Sir Ronan. Oh my gosh, I didn't put this on the list. Atonement with Sir Ronan? Chef's kiss. Atonement? Beautiful. Okay, next, we have Romeo and Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann one from the 90s with Leo. Oh my god. I also want to be Juliet for Halloween um, sometime. I say Halloween as if I didn't start cosplaying. I could just be Juliet whenever I want. What am I talking about? Yeah, and this isn't the one from the 60s. This is the one with Leo. Like, you know the one. Insane. Okay. Next, Heathers by Michael Lehman. Just cult classic, obviously. Anything in this vein, I eat it up. It's a comfort movie. Winona Ryder, Christian Slater, chef's kiss. Just Heathers is so good. It was was a cultural reset. It was a cultural reset. Okay. This one, kind of cliche. Maybe you were expecting it, but I don't care. Also, okay. Mid-90s. I'm a skater girl groupie. I'm a skater groupie. Whatever. Directed by Jonah Hill. Amazing. That cast is just amazing. The mix of it. Um, and I liked what they filmed it on and just a really good movie. It, I like movies that don't have a set timeline or plot. Like, the movie is moving forward, but you don't know you don't know that like it's just it's it exists because it exists and that's what makes it amazing to me okay foreign films if you guys like foreign films in the mood for love um I don't know how to pronounce this I'm sorry um by Wong Kar Wai. this gives me if you've seen the movie of the musical waitress it's like the same thing it's like a complex emotional love story with like emotional cheating you know what I mean i was about to say i'm into that i'm not into emotional cheating it's just it's complex it's realistic in the mood for love and it's asian it's a foreign film just yes please watch it okay and then that was 10 but my honorable mention again not surprising i don't know why i'm reading this and i'm like oh they're gonna be so surprised like no any michael Sarah movie any michael Sarah movie you know that sound where it's like oh that's my favorite white boy Michael Sarah is my favorite white boy. I have seen all of his movies multiple times. Juno, Nick, and Nora. Okay, I hate bringing up Scott Pilgrim because I really dished on it last episode, but it's still a good movie. I don't care, okay? He has one character that he can play. He's immortal. Michael Sarah is just amazing. Even I watched Arrested Development. Anything with Michael Sarah, I will eat it up. Dang. Okay, so I just talked about movies. Moving on adam said weed or elk for legal reasons i'm 18 so legally i do not participate in either of these things but if i were to ask siri to flip a coin siri flip a coin heads she said weed um moving on dating these are your dating inquiries That you asked me and I really outlined this I really want to give a realistic stance on this but also my personal bias really is involved in here too so these are basically the rest of the questions advice that you guys asked me for was about dating and I'm fine with that I would love to give you dating advice okay so this one is how to stay confident in the talking stage and I kind of struggled with this question so I brought in the help of my friend Mick And he just gave me the male perspective about this because it was a girl who asked me this question, and I don't have insight into the male brain. I would probably explode if I did. it. too much scary information. So my friend, reputable source Mick, he said, if a guy is consistently and constantly talking to you, he's probably into you, which is also, like, men, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know what goes on in their brains. I really wish I didn't. Um... So that's his insight on that. Um, He said also, I'm not condoning this, but this is what a man said. Don't get too clingy or distant, which is just happy media, which I agree with. But just those, I don't like those words because I am clingy and I also get distant. We don't have to talk about that though. So this is my thoughts on how to stay confident in the talking stage. Um, This is the time to look out for those red flags It is not the time to ignore them. I hope you guys in the talking stage are making plans. Keyword, this is like I have this in bold, mutual effort. Do you believe this is going somewhere, this talking stage? Um, And also, it's largely a mindset. Obviously, confidence is a mindset. In general, don't doubt yourself. You can't say for the other person, but just this is about you. Don't doubt yourself in the talking stage. You're hot. You're a hot girl. Don't doubt it. It's if it doesn't work out, it's not the end of the world. But don't get there yet. Also, something from the last episode I'd like to bring up. That there's so many little things in this realm that I would like to speak on, but um, this is another thing of advice, not related to the confidence in the talking stage, but in that stage leading up to dating, or you know, you're not official. If a conversation an honest and open conversation about feelings, about, you know, the what are we conversation, if that, I don't know how to say this, if that leads to conflict, they're not the one. If you feel as if you cannot be open with your feelings, saying, I like you, I want to be with you, if that conversation is off the table, if that's a possibly volatile off the table, or volatile conversation, it's not going to work out. If, you can't communicate your feelings. It's, if you feel, never let someone feel, make you feel crazy, make you feel dumb, stupid, for saying how you feel. Never let that affect you happen. Say what you feel, say what you mean, and don't doubt it, okay? That's (laughs) long, long tangent, okay? So, this is a question I got from a girl. How do I politely tell a man I'm into girls? And this is kind of, it could go either way basically. So depending on if you want to out yourself, which I think you do, I don't know if you just want to reject this man for a romantic interest or if you want to explain the whole thing to him because you don't owe that. Oh, I just hit the microphone. I'm sorry, ASMR in here. You don't owe outing yourself to someone as a rejection. You shouldn't have to explain yourself for anything. And that goes for gay people, straight people, any people, any sexuality. You don't owe them that. If you're not interested in someone, you're not interested in someone, period. So I would say keep it simple. If you want to say, I'm into girls, say that. But if you just want to tell him you're not into him, just say that. And you can do it completely politely. And a decent man will respect that. Hard to find them out here, but a decent man will respect that and hopefully leave you alone. And that's really another thing. You can find out so much about the decency of people in these situations. So I would just, if you want me to formulate a sentence, be like, Hey, <laughs> I don't even know. Um, oh, yeah. Just be like, hey, it's not. There is like, a, it's hard to casually say this. I'm, I'm sorry I can't answer this question. But just keep it simple. Don't dance around the point. Get to it. And don't feel bad about it. It's not your fault that you don't like men. Period. I respect you for that, okay? Um, This person said, Is replying too quickly a bad thing? Short answer, this could be answered in one word. No. I, this isn't call her daddy. I'm not going to give you a call her daddy-ass answer. This isn't about games. If you want to talk to someone, talk to them. Don't be ashamed. Everyone nowadays is on their phone constantly. If you're... This is what bugs. If you're waiting around being like, oh, they took five minutes to respond. I have to take five or even ten. Stop it. Stop it. Reply. If you want to talk to someone, reply to them. That's it. That's that's it. Okay. Oh, this person asked me the best and worst date I've ever been on. Okay, and this one was kind of, the worst one was kind of hard when I was making this outline because, anyways, I'll tell you my best. Best date I've ever been on, and I'm only gonna use recent examples. I'm just gonna say that up at the front with recent experiences, because I'm not gonna be like, oh, when I was ten, I went on this date. Like, no, I didn't. I had a bowl cut, and I was no. Okay, so best date recently, (laughs) you guys are gonna hate me. Okay, so it was with Charles. If you know, you know from the last episode, Charles was the second of the unsure in the subcategory but, and he's a Leo, he would be so happy to hear this, that, oh, the best date I've been on recently was with him, yeah, I'm sorry, it was a good date, I will give you some details, so, basically, he picked me up from my house, really nice, um, very outgoing, which I like in a man, um, we went through the Culver's drive through he paid, and then, oh, this part, we picnicked it at a gorgeous park, beautiful park, we kind of just, we got there, and we just plopped down on a trail, because we couldn't find, like, an open area that wasn't just the parking lot, so we plopped down. He, like, brought all the amenities. It was, like, blanket, um, food, drinks, like, it was really nice, um, and so then we kind of walked around in the trails. It was getting dark. This was in the summer, so that, um, daylight savings wasn't in effect yet, so it was really light out, still super late, so we walked around on trails, and then ended the night. I don't know how... PG or not I should make this but then we ended the night making out by the water he like put his arm around me like I love first kisses that's so romantic to me um and then this is another I don't know why so that was the date this is another red flag slash not red flag but for me a preference that I didn't talk about last episodes in regards to my red flags red flag nicotine addict Charles I don't know that and I'm not even saying about addicts in general. Just nicotine is an ick to me. If you're hitting a disposable every five minutes in my presence, I'm not into it. That That's it. Okay. So then, the worst date I've ever been on. Honestly, any date with my ex from last year. Just horrible. Like, <laughs> um, I'm not going to be mean to him. Or I should be mean to him is the thing. But any date from that. And then this most recent one. I really didn't know if I wanted to include this but I guess I will because all I know how to do is overshare so my most recent worst and this okay the date itself was not the worst it's how it made me feel afterwards that just tore me up actually so I'd been seeing this guy we'd gone on on like multiple dates we were kind of getting comfortable recently um and I really like, this is cheesy, but I really like looking at the stars. So I took him out to look at the stars in the country. We, I live in a city, um, horrible light pollution. So to see all the not even all the stars, to see stars, period, you have to drive at least 30 minutes away. So we were about 40 minutes away in a small town at this abandoned barn that I'd been to before. Beautiful scenery. Like it was dark and this was more recent. So it was dark. You could see all the stars, insanely beautiful. Um, he, like, brought a telescope, too, but it didn't work, but, (laughs) um, and so we're watching the stars, like, on this blanket, um, and it, it was really nice in the moment, we, um, kind of cuddled, like, a little, like, I don't know, but then, um, we didn't speak at all during that, which is fine, because I, okay, so then we left in an hour, and that just made me sad. I wrote that in my notes. the like, bullet points of worst date. Left in an hour and just made me sad. And oh, I don't know how in-depth... I feel like this is an invasion of privacy, because I don't know if he listens to this, but he probably doesn't. I don't know. But we didn't really speak... We didn't speak on the way home, and it was just strange. So I was like, can you just take me home? Um... And I think I cried after that. Oh, that was, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, but it was, it was like 8 p.m. I don't know why I was like, why are we going home? I don't know. Was not a worst, not the worst man, not the worst individual date, but just the way that it made me feel afterwards. Yeah, that was the worst part. Okay. <laughs> um, that's another thing about dating. I just get into my tangents. I don't like not knowing that I'm liked. By the person I'm speaking to, if I have doubts, it eats me up and it just makes me feel so yucky. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's okay. (laughs) My voice just cracked. Okay. So this one, bless this question. I, I have so, I have more bullet points in this question than anything else. Okay. So this is sent to me. How do you deal with catching feelings for someone who doesn't date your race? Um... And this was sent to me by another woman of color. I'm Asian, as you know, and probably don't care. But, okay. This was basically my entire high school experience. I just want to put that out there. I have so, okay. I even, I looked up statistics because I knew. Um, okay. And I have my sources too. Don't question me. So NPR's research says, an article from NPR says that over 90% of non-Asians exclude Asians in dating app preferences, and that's like a jarring statistic to me. I know in some apps you can set your preferences. I think Hinge, obviously, like not when you're just like swiping on Tinder. Actually, I don't know. Um, maybe if you get like by Tinder, I don't know. But there's definitely you have your preferences that you can set in settings on dating apps, and it, maybe on the websites. I'm not on like Christian Mingle or Farmers Only, but I think you can maybe do that more specifically on. The websites? I don't know. I'm not on those. Um, But 90% non-Asians, excluding Asians in dating app preferences. 90%. That, okay. And then, also in the same article, it said that Asian men are ranked universally last in terms of preference, which is just disgusting. Clearly, they haven't logged on to TikTok and, like, seen all the Asian boy thirst traps, but... That's, that makes me really sad. Um, I love Asian men. If you're an Asian man listening to this, hey, follow me on Instagram, DM me. But, okay, so then back up to the top. There is a very distinct difference between preference and racism. That's what I'm going to say. And this is my favorite phrase, maybe that I've thought of ever. I have this in bold, too, because this is what I want you to take away from this. If you are a white person or a non-white person, anything... Listen up. Preferences are not racist. Exclusions are. Let me break that down. Maybe if you need a little more explanation, which is fine. So preferences are, oh, and I, race is definitely a touchy subject, especially in 2020. It's hard to talk about, even for me as a non-white woman. kind of a sticky situation so preferences you could prefer a race like i prefer dating xyz or even like age group preferences or anything like hair color age anything you can have a preference and it is not inherently racist but if you have exclusions that is about race that is racist that let, let me hear you out okay so okay Oh, I prefer dating Latino women, or I prefer dating white women. That's a preference. But then if you go into saying that, extension of that, but I would never date an Asian. I would never date a black person. That is racist. Excluding an entire... How are you going to exclude an entire race of people? For any... You can't even use it as previous excuses. Like, oh, well, I dated this person, and now I'm never going to date that again. An entire race of people millions of people worldwide because of one person or even if you haven't that's still racist like I would not date an Asian person period and have you guys seen those um the like interviews on the street with the people with like the shitty iPhone like recording on their voice memos asking people in the street like oh what's a race you wouldn't date 99% of the time it is Asian I'm sorry oh I'm getting sweaty talking about this hold on okay so again how do you deal with catching feelings for someone who doesn't date your race? This is what I want to say. Respect yourself. Don't entertain it. They're not going to change. Chad from Springfield, Illinois, where I live. That's an, <laughs> an expression. Okay, so Chad from Springfield, Buttown, Town, Illinois. He's not going to change because of you. You could be the most gorgeous person in the world if he says if they say, oh yeah, I don't date black women or Asian women, it's not going to change because of you. Respect yourself. Why would you want to change that? Why would you want to be an exception to their racist, disgusting, dehumanizing rule? You know what I mean? Respect yourself. And I've seen other things too, where it's like, These women or these men are, like, proud of, oh, yeah, no, they say they don't like ethnic people, but they like it on the down low. Like, Sneaky Link? No. Respect yourself. If you are willing to be with someone who will be with you in private, who will use you for sex, but not date you, they like it on the down low, that is disgusting. Don't entertain that. Okay? That's my thoughts on that. And then vice versa, here's also what I'd like to talk about, especially in the Asian community and especially if you date white men and you're Asian, vice versa, do not entertain a fetish, which, okay, this one, I'm going to go on a whole tangent about fetishes, okay, Asian fetish, yellow fever, I'm never going to entertain a man who says this, I'm never going to talk to a man, if you are the only race that he likes, get out. If he says anything along the lines of, yeah, I only date Asian women because this, this, and this, get out. You're being fetishized. He doesn't look at you as an individual. He looks at you as a broadened stereotype, whatever is in his mind about Asian women. That's disgusting. And then you're, no, just don't entertain a fetish. It's basically... Every race is fetishized in some way or another. Um, you know what I mean? Like, like the, with the white girls that are called snow bunnies for only dating white men. Or no, black men, my bad. That's that's gross to be that. If you say, I only date this race, that's a fetish. That No, don't do that. Okay, <laughs> let's get on to a little bit of a lighter subject. I just got not that heated, but a little bit heated. I'm passionate about these things. This is what I'm passionate about, okay? Simon says, how do I get a goth GF, a goth girlfriend? This is my advice to you. This is my humor. Simon, to get a goth girlfriend, don't live in Chatham. That's my advice, Simon. Um, this, I, I don't have any real answers for this because I don't consider myself goth, I have an experimental style, but I'm not goth, so this is also satire, but maybe, maybe have a seance, maybe do a little summoning, bring like a matcha latte and some eyeliner, Uh, manic panic hair dye, you know, bring the amenities and maybe one will show up. (laughs) Okay, so this person said, I can't see my significant other for a few weeks because of spikes in COVID cases. How do I handle this?" And this is a question that I loved. When I received this question, I started, it was like 2am last night, I started writing down things because I love this question. First off, ma'am, respect to you for taking COVID seriously. I don't know if you or your significant other has COVID, but you said just because of the spikes and the numbers are horrible every day. I think yesterday, five deaths in Sangamon County, but anyways. Oh, I just hit my desk with my knee. You probably heard that. So I respect you for taking COVID seriously. Thank you for being a decent human being. Okay. These are my things. I am a hopeless romantic. You get me into talking about mushy things and it's all I talk about. Okay. So I have a list of things to do with your significant other when you're apart. FaceTime is boring. FaceTime is out. This is what I suggest. Play games with them. Video games? My favorite of those, including Among Us, Minecraft, Board Game Online is my personal favorite. Um, and then this part, okay. Also, share things with them that you can do separately. As in, books. Oh, this one? I would combust if I did this with someone. Spotify listening sessions? You can... Listen to the same exact song, same exact time with someone else. New feature on Spotify. I have not yet done it because I am very alone, but Spotify listening sessions. Make them a playlist. This is another one. Stream a movie together. Rabbit a movie. That's it's like I don't know how to it's just Google Rabbit and you can stream a movie together on voice call and even like chat if you don't want to do that. Um Oh this one. I'm so romantic write them letters i would cry i've been in like i don't even know how many relationships like two but i want to write letters how romantic and cute is that like handwriting is my love language so write them letters send them letters to their house especially i know you the person who asked this and your significant other lives in the same um city obviously we live in the same city but It'll get to their house in a day. Please fulfill this for me. Write them letters. That's that's adorable to me, okay? (laughs) So this one, next one. How do I drop someone without feeling bad or scared? And I don't have anything written down for this one. So this is me just freestyling how to drop someone without feeling bad or scared. Basically, if you feel the need to drop someone, you want to drop them without feeling bad Maybe communicate with them, because as I said last time, I'm not in favor of ghosting. Don't ghost them, but in relation to friendships, I would have a genuine conversation with them. If they're not making you feel good, or even a relationship, if they're not making you feel good, if they're not benefiting you, if you feel like crap all the time because of them, I would drop them. Or have a conversation, maybe express to them that they're hurting you, or maybe express to them that you're not getting out what you need from this, and just start the conversation there maybe they'll maybe they don't realize what they're doing and you can have a um conversation about it and then reach a midsection midpoint but if not then drop them my number one thing is delete them from social media and don't look at it if you have to block some people consider blocking as losing but blocking is just not losing if you block someone you just don't want to see them it's not about winning or losing you can just block someone Okay. (laughs) okay so Jocelyn asked me how do I stop being constipated these are edging out of um dating questions as you can probably tell but how do you stop being constipated Jocelyn well let me tell you I have firsthand experience with constipation that's disgusting to say out loud I hate myself for saying that but let's get into it I was dehydrated at summer camp several summers ago years ago I was a child I was like probably like 10 and basically, how you stop being constipated. The only time I've been to the ER, you go to the ER, and they give you an enema. Hold on, I have to cough. <coughs> Ew. Okay. So, that that's it. Adam asked me, what does it mean if a man types without capitalization? So, that means auto-capitalization, usually on an iPhone, Apple products. If he does not type without capitalization, it means he will gaslight you that was a joke. Okay. I got a bunch of questions about where do I shop, and you can probably guess based on, like, <laughs> I thrift. I get stuff secondhand. Depop. I don't have a favorite, like, retail store just because at this point, with the amount of the stuff that I buy, um, I can't bring myself to pay full price for things anymore. I just can't justify that. If, like, I'm, like, at the mall, I will not buy something because it's, like, I know I could thrift something like that for three times less than whatever it is. You know what I mean? And I'm... Yeah. I try to be conscious about fast fashion and my effect on the world. A little bit. So, Depop. Favorite app for getting stuff. I also heard of Poshmark. I don't personally use it, but my best friend does. And you can find some cheap gems on Poshmark and you just have to dig. And then other questions I got. How do I thrift? Because I guess you know I thrift because... That's what I look like. Um, How do I thrift? I don't really have tips on, like, times because I just go whenever. Um, Definitely go at less busy times, probably during the week, not weekends. But how do I thrift? I'm just going to give you the sections that I prefer to go in, that I gravitate to, and that I usually find most of my stuff in. And I think a lot of people do neglect these sections a little bit, so let's get into it. Sections I look in, immediately I go to the sleepwear slash lingerie section that's where you will find gorgeous slips which is basically all i wear slips like victoria secret stuff that people have given to goodwill or salvation army and then it's yours for three dollars look in the sleepwear slash lingerie section mesh is like my favorite fabric see-through lace comfortable gorgeous that's my review also look in the kids section if you can fit into it that's I'm a very small girl, I'm roughly built like a child, like a little boy, so the little boy section is where I get all my, like, tight-fitting baby tees, and they are a struggle to fit into, so if you're my size, if you have no tatas, kids section t-shirts, I've also gotten some of my dickies from the boys, little boys section of Goodwill and stuff, so don't neglect that, you do get kind of looks, though, when they see, like, an 18-year-old girl go into the little kids section, but who cares, okay men's shirts you probably already knew this one but for oversized shirts I wear a ton of them band cool old band shirts vintage shirts men's section and then don't neglect the jewelry you can find beautiful and most of the time real silver and gold vintage jewelry that old people maybe dead old people I don't know will just get rid of give to goodwill look in the jewelry section I literally if you go on my Instagram I had blonde streaks like for a while strands my blonde extensions were from Salvation Army and I don't know if I should admit that but they looked good I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie okay so then this person asked me what was the catalyst for nailing down your aesthetic because chef's kiss she's perfect thank you so much your style I'm obsessed with you this person you know who you are I'm just gonna say it Skylar I'm obsessed with you your style you have great confidence which leads me into the second part of this podcast, confidence. The catalyst for nailing down my style where I'm at current day was confidence. And let me tell you how to fake it. So again, earlier I said my number one compliment that I received from anyone, mostly girls, but just I'm so confident. I wish I could do that. I wish I could wear that. Where would I wear. And let's get into it. Okay. So I wasn't always as confident as I portray currently. If you look at my social medias, I'm out there flaunting in like short little dresses and skirts because that's what I like. Here's how I gained that confidence. So basically, I went to private school in a very conservative and white environment from first grade to my sophomore year of high school. Um, And it's very restrictive if you know. We had to wear uniforms. I didn't really have casual clothes or like outfits as, like, public school kids would have to pick out their outfit every day, like, wear their own clothes, I wore a uniform for, like, 12 years, um, but then also, in conjunction to this, I was emo in middle school, like, soft emo, I, I wore the eyeliner, I had the bad bangs, I listened to, like, pop punk mainly, like, my number one was, like, Fall Out Boy and, like, My Chemical Romance, which isn't, like, completely pop punk, but you know what I mean, I wasn't, like, into, like, death metal or anything which emo is emo that's what's up so I was emo I started like dying my hair getting into that um and there weren't that many other kids who were into that at my school um and it just kind of I got made fun of it for sure um sophomore year of high school I cut my hair or freshman year the end of freshman year I cut my long long hair into a tiny little pixie cut like buzzed in the back Um, I got called names, all this stuff, um, and basically, that's what kind of, I'm immune to it now, by, like, those years of tormenting from private school boys and the girls who thought I was weird because I didn't look like them, also, it's just inner stuff that you struggle with, um, it's self-acceptance, you have to experiment to find style, to find what you like. I've tried everything. Like, everyone goes through that, oh, I don't like pink, I'm not like other girls' face. I went through that, found out that I really do like the color pink. I like dressing girly sometimes. Just accept yourself for what you want. Don't conform. I also did that. So, like I said, email in middle school. When I got to high school, I was invested in reforming myself. I dressed how everyone else did. I had the Adidas superstars. I went to this, like, kind of elitist high school, private school, where everyone, like, they carried, like, nice bags and wore, like, shoes. (laughs) Everyone wears shoes, but you know what I mean? You just have to fit into that standard. That's what I did, but that's not what you have to do to be happy with yourself. If you're happy dressing like that, go ahead. If you like that style, there's nothing against that. If that's you, that is you, and own it. Be confident in that, but it's just not what I like. Do what you want slash like. Don't conform because everyone else around you dresses like that. I don't really know anyone in my city besides like my best friend Eva who dresses in the way that I do current day and this is just again okay not even about physical appearance, clothes, makeup, hair. I think you should express yourself. That's what I've been doing. I actually have new hair since the last you don't you don't see me, but since the last episode I recorded, I have new hair. I got the Charlie D'Amelio hair. I have red in my front like strands, and then underside. Um, I used to just have the underside dyed, and I would change the colors constantly. But I just did the front two strands red too. So clothes, makeup, hair, and that's another thing that people struggle with. I like how I look in makeup, but I also now like how I look without makeup. Freshman year. I would not go anywhere without makeup. I was horribly insecure, which is horrible because my skin was so much better than my, like, clear skin for... Because you're 14, I don't know, beautiful skin. I would cover it up every day. I would do my eyebrows horribly, like, big, bushy, disgusting. um, Because that's how I felt confident. Some people, a lot of people use makeup to feel confident. And that's not a good or bad thing. It's a bad thing when you it starts affecting you to the point where you don't like yourself without it, and that's where it was. So then, again, okay, so sophomore year, I kind of detoxed from that. When I got my hair cut, I really just was trying to find myself because I wasn't who I wanted to be. I wasn't happy with my physical appearance, what I was doing with it. So change it. Um, so do what you like. And th- this is another thing. Interests are a big thing. Everyone naturally don't 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 deny it. We have some sort of superiority feeling, like the the mainstream. Oh, we resent that. I don't listen to the radio. Like, just you're not any better for than anyone for liking different things is the thing. Again, how I said, like what you like, embrace it. This is what I like. Okay, in high school, I was in D and D club. I cosplay now, which is something I never thought I would be doing because it makes me happy. I like doing it. It's incredibly fun and freeing to just not care anymore. Yeah, I, I would get made fun of. I probably, I don't know, people still probably talk about it. Oh, that's the girl who dresses up like anime bitches. Like, yeah, I do. I enjoy it. Um, That's about it. Okay, so post high school was when I kind of glue up. So <laughs> I say this and I, it's kind of, I maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but realistically, I did not get hot, and I say hot, I didn't get hot until my senior year of high school, that's just what I want to say, I, that's when I quote-unquote glue up, it's when I knew I was desirable by other people, society's perceptions of me, which is so messed up, I don't even want to get into that, but post-high school, I looked, I, I just leveled up, post-high school me, I'm so confident in myself, my personality, my appearance, that just high school me, like, couldn't compare, I pale in comparison to, like, the happiness that I feel now with myself, I don't need someone to make me happy, I don't care what other people think about me, I do what I want, I dress how I want, and if people don't like it, that's their issue, you're not hurting anyone by dressing differently, by liking what you like, your hobbies, your interests, just do it, um, you're not better than anyone, I love Taylor Swift, I'm a Big Taylor Swift fan, and I used to be embarrassed about that because oh, she's mainstream, she's popular. People aren't gonna think I'm cool because I listen to Taylor Swift. No one cares if they're generally gen, genuinely your friend, they won't care. I that's that's about it. Um, I could get into social media too, but I think that's gonna be a separate episode. But just how affecting of that on your mental like health, other things. Um. Yeah, uh, social media is a big part of my confidence, too, because I know a lot of people use social media for validation, which is neither a good or bad thing, but people do. They like likes, being perceived. I do. Um, I use my social media to express myself. I love how my Instagram looks. I think it looks smacking and cool. Um, I like my face and, like, showing it to people. I don't know. I'm confident, and I have nothing to be ashamed of that. I'm not cocky is the thing I'm confident there's big difference in that when it comes to a point of superiority that's when it's overconfident that's when it's cocky I have no feeling of that I think of myself I like who she is um I'm proud to be here today and that's kind of my struggle with confidence and it's it's not linear at all you're gonna have good and bad days but just accept yourself, experiment with what you want to, do what you want to, and don't let anyone say that to you. Don't let anyone make you feel discouraged for having hobbies. It's 2020. Like what you damn like. Okay? <laughs> um dang, we're 45 minutes into this. That's 10 minutes longer than my last episode. But I think we got a lot into this. I think we learned. Um I talked about a lot of things that I'm passionate about, which makes me happy. So, it is currently November Tuesday, November 10th at 2.36pm, and that's the end of this episode. PictoChat, Q&A, and Confidence with me. Um, thanks for listening. I hope you come back, and that's about it. Bye!